up, nerds? ESPN plus the ESPN. You won't see a team play worse than my team played yesterday. The New York Jets performance yesterday was an embarrassment. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop. Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9, the game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Season's over. I'm done. And Eric Fry. Like, I love the movie Draft Day. It's one of my top five favorite movies (laughs) of all time. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Men to the uh, starting lineup. You're on a 98.9 via game ESPN radio. It's happening out there on this uh, Thursday, thirsty Thursday, uh, throwback Thursday, whatever you want this Thursday to be. We're here to help you uh, through it. We're here to help you get through those all oh, those December blues. Yes, they're out there, cold uh, temperatures out of uh, there, and what's happening? But at least at the moment, it's not raining. At the moment, Delta yes. was enough of that yesterday. Yes. Don't want any more of that yeah, rain. Yesterday, it was a very uh, soggy Well, I guess uh, rain's Wednesday better than there. the white stuff. <laughs> yes. Uh, imagine if the yesterday was all snow. So, that's oh. at least that's good. No, I don't want to imagine that, Travis. Why would you put that on us? <laughs> uh, well, I mean, at least, you know, you wouldn't have been at your uh, game uh, last night. And uh, who knows? You may not even have been here either. I don't know. Or I would have been stuck here. That's true. Yeah, that's, that's that has really that has almost happened before. Yes. Yes. Uh, truth there. Yes. So, uh, what's it's time for me to get the uh, inflatable mattress and put it in my cubicle? Ah, just in case. yes, just in case yes. it is that time of year. Yes. <laughs> Hello, what's happening out there? I'm uh, back here on uh, the uh, program, and Eric Fry, of course, here hanging out with you until the uh, noon hour. And of course, coming up, we'll talk about that Cumberland game uh, from last night at the uh, St. Elmo uh, Holiday Tournament there, and we'll also take a look at action uh, for tonight over there, as well as uh, some other action that we have around the area, including a game over on uh, Jack FM, as well as Lady Indians back in action uh, tonight. And we'll talk about that game and uh, the rest of the area action as well as we'll take a look at uh, some other uh, national sports as well. We got uh, some MLB to get to. We got uh, NFL uh, week number 14, 15, 15, I think, uh, kicking off uh, tonight. And uh, NBA, NHL uh, to get to as well. And we also got to get to uh, this date in uh, sports history yes. as well. Apparently, I'm going to like this one. Yes, it's something Travis has referenced quite a lot. Lot, actually quite often so, yes okay. happened on this day <laughs> on this day in sports history 
All right. We will uh, check that out here uh, coming up uh, very, uh, very soon. But, of course, uh, the uh, starting lineup is uh, on the air, and it's brought to you by McMahon Meets, Tingley Insurance Agency, Wet Pools and Spas, Worth Computer Repair, and uh, Topolis State Bank. So I think uh, without uh, further ado, we need to get right into it. A lot of things to uh, say and do and cover, and so we need to get to that. So let's do it, and let's kick it off with First Things First. Before we get into the show, First things first. And we are starting off in the world of Major League Baseball here today. As I know that I wasn't here yesterday, mm-hmm. so I wasn't able to talk about the happening, the signing, the big shortstop, yes. the last one, or one of the last ones, one I guess, Swanson's, yes. Swanson's still out there. But Carlos Correa signing that big, huge contract there with the San Francisco Giants. You know, they lost out on Aaron Judge, and, yep. well, they weren't going to lose out on another uh, big free agent and uh, and someone on Rondon too. Yeah, and I didn't, I didn't ever think that up until recently uh, that the Giants were even in or even thinking about uh, Correa. So that kind of came out of nowhere in, mm-hmm. last, uh, in the last day before he signed. And uh, but hey, he's a San Francisco Giant now. He's a San Francisco Giant for 13 years. He got paid over 300 million dollars. And uh, that was the uh, biggest signing, and I know that that was a big topic of conversation uh, yesterday yep. uh, on the show for you. But uh, it yeah. still seems like you had uh, some more some oh, more yeah. stuff to say oh, and yeah. uh, get my two cents yeah. in there as well. Be- because we found out, Travis, late last night that not only did Correa not sign with the Cubs, who the Cubs have been linked to him sure. since before yeah. the season ended, the Cubs have said that he is their main target. Mm-hmm. That's what they said. Yeah. He was the guy they wanted to get. They didn't make a formal offer to him. No. They met with him. They talked about dates. They talked about the range. They. So you know what that tells me, Travis? And this is a very disheartening thing. That tells me that they sat down and talked with him, found out his range of what he was going to be, and decided we're not paying that. Mm-hmm. Right then and there. We're not paying that. So we're right. not even going to bother offering him a contract. Because we can't compete. Mm-hmm. And from what I was seeing, even the Twins offer, which was 275 in 10 years, the Cubs couldn't compete with that. Mm. Now, you pile that on with, speaking of our friends to the north and the, the Twins up there in Minnesota. Yeah. They got Christian Velasquez. They did, The yeah. catcher. Mm-hmm. He had the exact same offer to go to the Cubs. Same length, same money, same everything. Really? And he chose to go to Minnesota. Hmm. As a Cub fan, that tells you where (laughs) players think Cubs are. Sure. That's what they think of the management of the team. That's what they think of where the team is positioned right now as far as winning. That's not good. No. That is not good at all. No. And to me, that goes back to this management. And I will keep saying it. And I've seen, Travis, it was trending on Twitter. For a little while, uh, yesterday, and mm-hmm. that was cancel season ticks. Yeah, more people canceling more their people season tickets. More people are canceling their Cubs season tickets. Mm. 
and I cannot wait. It, it, I wish, Travis, that I had the money to go to the Cubs convention <laughs> because I want to see I want to see Jed Hoyer, and I want to see the Ricketts. Sure, you want to give him a I piece, give of, him your piece mind. of my mind. And I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure I'm not a lot the only of fans. Yes, yes, exactly. I'm sure a lot of fans would. The security detail for those <laughs> those groups of people are going to be very high. It's going to be on high alert because for sure. you have once again second year in a row where you said we're going to spend this off season. This off season is going to be a big one for us. We're going to make the moves we need. Right. And you failed again. And I think I was actually thinking yesterday as we got as I got off the air, Travis, the Cubs are reminding me of the Colts. You know how we talked about the Colts and how they're scared of that first round quarterback, that young quarterback to build around because they don't want to have what happened with Andrew Luck. Yeah, the Cubs are scared of Jason Hayward, that Jason Hayward deal and the end of it has sure. scared the Cubs into not offering long term deals. We heard it that they're only offering three year deals. They don't want to get stuck with one of these 10-year deals for these shortstops because of the end of it. Right, yeah. But what you're missing there is the beginning of it and the benefit of the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yep, 100%. So by not offering anything, you're missing out on the beginning right. of what could be. Right, yeah. Do Do I think, and I talked about it yesterday, do I think the Giants overpaid for Korea? I do. I really do. Yeah. But the market dictated exactly that that's what they had to pay him mm-hmm. right and if you think if you're a cubs fan or if you're cubs management that swanson's gonna come for less you're out of your mind because mm-hmm. he's the last one and there's yeah. plenty of teams the twins the red Sox, the cubs those are three just off the top of my head who are looking for shortstops still mm-hmm. that the dodgers dodgers yep that cardinals cardinals well you're good <laughs> You're good, Travis. Yeah, oh, yes, I guess. Yes, we're good at shortstop. And the fact that the Cubs have had rated Swanson as fourth this whole time. Yeah. He wasn't their guy. He wasn't their target. Mm-hmm. And now I, I feel bad for Swanson, and I kind of am hoping he does not go to Chicago. I don't want him now to go to Chicago because the backlash he's going to get for being there, regardless of what he does. He is not Correa. Yeah, He's especially not, if he not if he doesn't perform well. Correct. <laughs> and all the pressure that's going to be on him. Yeah. Because if the Cubs sign Swanson, he is going to be their main. Tar- He's going to be their main signing of the off season. And if it doesn't work out, then you know it's it's a no win situation. So at this point, Travis, and I talked about it yesterday on the show. Um, the Cubs have a lot of money coming off the books next year. Jason Hayward's contract comes up. Um, Ian Happ will be a free agent. Kyle Hendricks. Stroman could opt out. I, I said yesterday on the show, $91 million the Cubs will have to play with next year in the offseason. Mm-hmm. I just want this management team to come out and say, we're punting. This year, this offseason, we're punting. And we're going to go get Otani next year. Yeah. Just say it. Just come out and say it. Like, I'm right. fine with that. The problem is we have no direction. We don't know what we're doing. 
right? It's almost like they're saying, trust the process, trust us, but we don't know what the process, we don't know what the process is. is. Trust the process, but we're not, we may know, but we're not going to exactly, tell you yeah. what the process is. Just yeah. trust in us. Trust us. We have the winning hand. No. We got a couple of aces. No. We're waiting on the river. No. <laughs> it's not good. It, that, that's not how it works. So no. I think that, uh, like I said, I really hope, and I'm a Cubs fan, you know, as everyone knows who listens to this show. Sure. I hope Swanson does not sign with Chicago. Mm-hmm. I hope they end up getting a Elvis Andrews or someone in that range to yep. play shortstop. Gene Segura. Yes. Catcher, I hope <laughs> it's Tucker Barnhart mm-hmm. or someone like that because guess what? There's no free agents out there anymore. Cubs yeah. are not going to trade anyone. Not really. So that's who you're going to be left with. I know they have a young catching prospect that they like, the Cubs do, but he was in double A last year. That's as high as he got. You're not bringing him up to the majors this year. Mm-hmm. It's just not going to – It's not. that's not possible at the beginning of the year. So – I, I hope this Cubs team loses 132 games next year. I hope they sink. And like I said, I hope the attendance looks like COVID year. Because that's what this team deserves. Because they're not being upfront and telling us. Right, yeah. As fans. You want us yeah, to we spend talked money? About, yeah, we talked about it all the time. The most expensive game day experience yes. in the majors. And that doesn't reflect what's on the field. You could yeah. say, oh, if the Yankees were, were like that. Right. Or, or something else like that, like the and Dodgers. That's what I've then, seen so many people saying okay. on social media is prices keep going up. It's $20 for a hot dog and a beer at a Wrigley Field game. That's not including parking. That's not including the tickets. That's not including anything else. That is one hot dog and one beer is 20 bucks. For the product they're putting on the field, that is not worth it. Right. It's yeah. not worth it. Exactly. And fans are starting to voice their displeasure in that. Yeah. Good. And there's two things you can do to solve that. Either A, you put a better product on the field that fans are excited about. Mm-hmm. Or B, you lower the prices of stuff. So yeah. that it's not breaking the bank. Imagine a family of four, Travis. If it's 20 bucks I know. for one hot dog and a beer, probably, you know, We'll say fifteen for a hot dog and a soda. Yeah, like you're spending over a hundred bucks. Yeah, for that, not including mm-hmm. the tickets, not including parking, any of that other stuff. Right. Yeah, we gotta get cotton candy and dipping right. dots too right. for the kids. Exactly. <laughs> so it's not worth it anymore to go to these games to see a bad team. Right. It's yeah. not Wrigley Field is not what it was as right. far as. You used to always guarantee that there would be fans there because love them or hate them, they were the lovable losers, and everyone knew it and was okay with that. Yeah. This new generation of Cub fan is not willing to be that right now. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the one things that is kind of disheartening uh, that I feel from a Cubs perspective is that uh, they started off so well. They started mm-hmm. off uh, signing uh, Bellinger, and then uh, they uh, signed uh, Tyon, and they're yeah. like, okay, here we go. All right, we're really going to start to spin. I mean, they just signed today. They signed Boxberger, who oh, they've yes. been chasing for years. So <laughs> finally got I'm him. Glad they finally got him. <laughs> but those are your those are your signings. That's all you've That's done. It. You did sign away a, a Cardinal player to a minor league contract, the outfielder, um, yesterday. But, I mean, it's That's a it. minor league outfielder who's got speed. So. Yeah, but so far, that Bellinger yeah. and the For a one-year deal, remember? Yeah. Minor, that's a one-year. Mm-hmm. And, again, That's it makes it. you go, 
why did we sign Strowman last year? Why did we sign Suzuki last year? You're wasting these players. Yeah, well, you thought those two were going to be better than what they, they have been. They both been. dealt with injury. Sure. But like I said, Strowman can opt out after next year, and I, why would you stick around in Chicago right now? There's right. no reason to stick around that Cubs organization. Right, I feel like if they were like winning, yeah, it'd be different. Not, it would be a lot different. But yeah. the fact that they're not winning, and I think here's the other thing, Travis. If you remember, they ended the season strong. They did have some good games towards the end of the year and was winning some games. There were times where we were still in August, September, beginning of September, talking about they're only seven games out of the wild card. Yeah, right. I do remember them doing a little bit better down the stretch. So it gave you hope that, like, okay, hey, wait a minute, we're turning it around. We get a couple of additions here and there. You know, maybe we got a shot at at least making contending for a wild card. Right. And instead, you haven't done anything and the top two teams in your division got better. Mm-hmm. One of them right. strictly by taking away your franchise player. Mm-hmm. The other by getting his brother. Yeah. And who's your catcher? David Ross? <laughs> Tucker Barnhart? I don't know. Tucker Barnhart, baby. I don't know. Call it Paul Bacco? I don't know. <laughs> Michael Barrett? Oh, there you go. <laughs> and then uh, I also uh, another thing on just uh, the length of uh, Correa's contract there with 13 years and uh, whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then I do agree with you that I do think that the Giants did overpay. And I 100% agree with you of you're not worrying about the, the back end of the contract. You're worried about what he does in front of that. You're not worried about 12 and 13. That's kind of with right. society today anyways. But you're not worried about the 12th year, 13th year on the contract year looking at uh, the what is coming before that and you hopefully are winning a world series you hopefully he gives you a good output where you're winning a pennant and uh, just overall one of your best players or he's an mvp candidate in the league so you're not really worried about that i, I did see some cubs fans on the other side oh thank goodness we escaped uh that contract uh with 13 years but that's what the market dictates and yep. it's like yeah, if this was like out of the ordinary and no one else had gotten 10 plus year contracts before then then you could be like oh well that's a terrible contract but this is what the market dictates right or wrong this is what you this is the new baseball world we're living in right and that is if you want superstars you're going yep. to pay for these superstars. Mm-hmm. Either money, years, both. Incentives. And it looks like both. You know, and, and incentives. Yeah. All these contracts we're talking about, no opt-outs, no no trade clauses. Mm-hmm. They're not going anywhere. Right. That's security for the player. I'd say that's a little different. There's like no trade clauses mm-hmm. with, with everybody, mm-hmm. and that's what seems to be happening. Because it's security for that player. You know, if you think about if you're a baseball player who has a family, let's say. You don't want to have to move your family and uproot them to go somewhere else if you get traded. So, again, it's security outside of just the money and the years. It's we're going to be, you know, in Correa's case, we're going to be in San Francisco for 11 years, 13 years. Mm -hmm. We're going to be there. So my kid can get into school and get in with, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. Not have to worry about, oh, hey, in three years we're going to get traded and moved. Now, if the Giants end up tanking and he's the only player on there, I'm sure that he could waive his no trade clause, obviously. Mm-hmm. But that's just what the players are wanting. And it's one mm-hmm. of the only things they can actually ask for. Yeah. You know, you can ask for the money, you can ask for the years, but that's kind of the, the sweetener. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Again, I think, you know, this was the offseason everyone was going to spend. We all knew it. It's the highest spending right. offseason in baseball history. Yeah. 
and everyone knew it because there was labor peace because we just got done dealing with the the shutdown at the beginning of the season so Mm -hmm. labor talks everyone's at peace with that revenue is up yeah revenue went up based on everything the split of everything went up so every everyone had money to spend and Mm -hmm. some teams are spending it smartly some teams are just spending it and some teams aren't spending at all Mm -hmm. and this offseason feels like the biggest there's no reports or even feelers out for teams like the Mariners, the Orioles, the the you know those mid-range teams that always seem to sneak in a signing that you don't think about mm-hmm. that ends up paying dividends in the long run. You're not hearing reports of those guys sniffing around anywhere because the Rays. The Rays they, is a perfect example. The Guardians. Like no even. one, no one ever wants to sign, or no one ever you think of the signs a big contract with the Rays, but yet somehow they're always there. And, and sometimes they always seem they to get one or seems two to get in the playoffs. Know, a, and they seem to get a veteran free agent that you know is not a huge right. name, but at least that mid-level range. Like we mm-hmm. talked about Syndergaard, and we talked about you know Evaldi, uh, and and you know players like that. You're not hearing those guys even sniffing around there. You know, no. Syndergaard just signed a one-year deal with the Dodgers. Right. He could have gotten – you have to think he could have gotten more years somewhere, somewhere else. else. yeah. So it really makes you wonder that they're going to the, – the teams that have the more money and are willing to pay even more money. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's just kind of the way we're at right now with, with baseball. You know, the, the, the haves and the have-not, that, that separation I think is just going to keep getting bigger and bigger. Right. Yep. But uh, still uh, waiting on a couple other things. Still waiting on uh, Swanson. Still waiting on uh, Rodon to assign. Yeah. It's kind of good that he waited it out because now he can kind of dictate what what he wants. But Mm -hmm. also, you know, you could get to the point of, oh, I waited and I waited too long. Uh, It could come back to to bite him in that aspect too. I think we've seen it in the past uh, free agent like that who's waited until the last minute and then they signed and they signed for less money than what they could have gotten at the very beginning. I don't think that's going to happen here, Travis, because of the fact of the teams that are in demand for a shortstop. And you have a team like the Cubs or I'm sure like the Red Sox that are desperate to do something this offseason. They're desperate. Mm -hmm. The Twins are desperate to do something for their fan bases. Because as much as I'm complaining about the Cubs, you know, the Red Sox are doing the same thing. You know, the Twins are doing the same thing mm-hmm. with their fan bases. Their owners and GMs are hearing this as well. They missed yeah. out on the big fish. They got to get at least a medium-sized one. Right, yeah. And, you know, I don't think that they're desperate, but I think the Dodgers see that the Giants yes. and Padres making a splash yes. of free agency. They could want to make a statement of their own. Oh, hey, we're still here, yep. and we don't need to make this move, but we're going to do it anyways. We're going to respond to what you two have yep. done this offseason. So. Swanson's still out there. Rondon, we've heard rumors of the Yankees. Uh, As a frontrunner, I, yep. Yep. I could go on for I know 10 more minutes. Or uh, that, Justin but. Turner's still out there. Uh, Jackson Profar's still out out there so again you, you kind of it's Swanson Rondone and then a yeah. big gap yeah oh boy Jackson Provar uh, yeah Matt Carpenter <laughs> too Travis who is still out there bring him back yeah the reunion speaking of the Orioles you might have to change numbers though Yepes yeah. uh, is changing numbers to 13 this year so I heard some people saying that they want the Cubs to get Swanson and then get Justin Turner for third base 
There you go. It's something, I guess. I don't yeah, know. It is. Reunite him with his teammate in Bellinger. There you uh, go. There. All right. So uh, we need to step away. We ran along here in the segment. And uh, let's uh, come back talking about Cumberland basketball as well as some uh, local sports happening uh, this evening here on this Thursday. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. Winter storms create a higher risk of car accidents, hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. Winter storms, including blizzards, can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. These storms can last a few hours or several days. Winter weather can cut off heat, power, and communication services for undetermined periods of time. Prepare now for what this winter may bring. This is Sergeant Jared Purcell of the FEM Police Department, wishing all of our area residents a safe and happy winter season. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at pekininsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Football season is underway, so now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. Just sign up with promo code PLAY. FanDuel has all your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. So sign up today with promo code PLAY for your no-sweat first bet. Make every moment more this season with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus in select states. First online real money wager only. Refund issued is non-withdrawable free bets that expires in 14 days. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Illinois, and Virginia. 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org chat Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT-IN-INDIANA, 1-800-522-4700, or visit ksgamblinghelp.com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP-LOUISIANA, 1-877-8-HOPE-NY, or text HOPE-NY-467-369 in New York, Tennessee Redline, 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee, 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. And now, but I think that it would be just funny if Ohio State, after Dabo ranked them number 11, they come in and whoop some Clemson Tiger butt and... The last image of Trevor Lawrence is him crying his eyes out, losing in a semifinals, knowing that he's going to Jacksonville and to NFL purgatory. The starting lineup. So what we found out on this episode of the podcast, by the way, is that Travis is very vengeful and hurtful to others. Absolutely. On 98.9 The Game. Again, here is he with the uh, starting lineup, 98.9 at the uh, game ESPN radio. And I must have got my wires crossed or something. I was supposed to be playing Christmas music, not feeling like uh, March up in here. But you know what, Travis? Uh, it's say? never too early to celebrate, I guess. It's St. Patrick's uh, Day. What do you tend to do on St. Patrick's Day? Uh, what do a lot of people do? Partake in alcoholic beverages. And after talking about the Cubs, I would like to do that as well. Oh, yeah. So it ties in. 
Yes, I'm probably not alone on that aspect uh, either. So uh, let's talk about uh, some local sports and uh, some local basketball uh, this segment. And uh, Cumberland had a game last night as they got off the uh, St. Elmo Holiday Tournament there in uh, St. Elmo, of course, obviously. And uh, they came out with the uh, win over Ramsey to get their tournament started there. And it was a 59-36 win over Ramsey for the Cumberland Pirates. Yeah, but it was not pretty, Travis. Uh, As Coach said after the game, he said, that was the ugliest game I have seen. And it was probably the ugliest game we have played since we played Arthur last year. He Mm -hmm. said, these these kids just... And and I asked him, was it a thing of seeding? And here's why. Cumberland is the two-seed in this tournament. Ramsey was the seven. I could see a lot of kids just looking at that and going, oh, we should beat them. But yep. Ramsey has a better record than the Pirates. Hmm. So you shouldn't overlook that. You also look at the history of Ramsey. They're not really a great basketball team mm-hmm. in years past. Cumberland's beaten them before. Yeah. So I think a lot of it was just them not being prepared, not taking Ramsey seriously. Sure. And Ramsey came out. They led 8-6 to six after the first quarter. It was all tied up at 18. Yes, 18 in the first half. Hmm. That's a slow night. Yes, it is. Cumberland in the first half, Travis put up 30 shots, and they can only muster 18 points. Hmm. That's not good. Yeah, not a good You're not going to win a lot of games. Now, the third quarter, Cumberland finally got it together as they outscored Ramsey 23-10 to 10 in that third quarter. Turnovers is what did in the Ramsey Rams. Um, if, if they limited their turnovers, they ended up having 24 turnovers. They have more turnovers than rebounds, which is never a stat you want. No. If they limit their turnovers, I have no problem saying Ramsey probably wins this game mm-hmm. because yeah. there were multiple times where Ramsey had great opportunities and they just they were unforced turnovers. They were mm. things that Ramsey did, you know, passes down low, going off of someone's fingertips and out of bounds, that sort of thing that the Cumberland Pirates did nothing, and it was a turnover to benefit Cumberland. So um, it was just it, it just wasn't a good night for the, for the Cumberland Pirates. And you know, yes, they got the win, but. It, it wasn't pretty, and considering who you're facing next, you better get figured out what you're doing because the next yeah. team looked pretty good in the nightcap. Yeah, that's uh, very true there. And uh, so uh, Cumberland picked up the win in the first game of the night. And then, uh, like Eric alluded to there, it was uh, Windsor's Two Straws and uh, Patoka Odin matching up in that second game. And impressive, to say the least, as Windsor won that one 81-34. to uh, They jumped off to a 22-8 lead after the first quarter, and they extended that out. It was 43-18 to at the half. It was uh, Cheney leading the way for uh, the Hatch. He had 21, and the two Wittenbergs are also in double figures. Uh, Mm -hmm. It was... Jonathan Jordan Jordan Wittenberg uh, 17 uh, points and Austin Wittenberg with uh, 13 uh, points there and uh, all these players getting in on the stat books there with uh, 81 points being uh, put up on the board uh, there so yeah Hatchet's looking uh, pretty impressive there last night Uh, defending champions of the San Emil Brownstown holiday tournament Mm -hmm. Um, they won it last year and Travis who would have thought that losing your coach a week into the season could get you so fired up I know, right? This team been amazing. is looking really good. Yeah. With their new coaching staff. And right. they've they're doing a great job with them. Yeah, so my been... hat's off to that Windsor's two straws team. Those kids have gone through a year's worth in the first month of the season. Right, yeah, exactly. And I think they're better for it. Yeah, it seems like they're responding well. They're yes. kind of rallying around. I think they have a little themselves. chip on their shoulder. Yeah, 
I think so too. Because I think everyone looks at them and goes, "Oh, you're the the you know the team that coach you know got another job and left a week into the season or whatever." And mm-hmm. I think that that's kind of made them a little angry. Right. And uh, boy, you don't want to face a hatchet that's angry. Yeah, no, de- definitely not. And I think maybe some of them, I don't think they were overlooking them because they still had the Wittenberg. Uh, twins there uh, but you know people may have overlooked them a little bit with uh, without Vonderheide from from last year but you know you're sleeping on uh, the I know no one's sleeping on the Wittenbergs but uh, Chaney he was a big part of what they did last year and uh, they seem like they've responded uh, really well uh, here so it'll be uh, Cumberland taking on uh, Windsor Stu Straws uh, there and that game will be on a Friday night, right? Yes, yeah, Friday, Friday night. night. Yeah, seven forty-five. By the way, seven and two on the season. Mm-hmm. Yep, off to a great start. Our two there. losses were to Decatur Lutheran by nine, and we know how good Decatur Lutheran has been this year. Mm-hmm. And they lost to Shelbyville uh, as well by five. So those aren't those aren't bad losses at all. Right. Yeah. So uh, they advanced on uh, there. And so uh, Ramsey and uh, Patoka Odin will uh, match up in the game before that uh, Windsor Two Straws and Cumberland game on a Friday at 615. And then uh, Cumberland will either slide into that third place game or the uh, championship uh, game, uh, depending on uh, the results. 745 uh, on uh, on Friday night. We'll have yep, it for you over on WCRA. WCRA. And it just seems like, I think, I don't know if you mentioned this uh, in our pre-show uh, meeting here, but it just seems like uh, Cumberland never seems to play no, well they don't. Uh, there in St. Elmo. And for that matter, I don't think Altamont, whenever I've been covering the Indians, they, they don't play particularly well over there at St. Elmo either. Well, they used to. They have the most tournament wins in the really? entire six. 62-year history of the St. Elmo Brownstown tournament. They've won hmm. the tournament 10 times as Altamont. That's why they are not invited back anymore. <laughs> oh, is that why? <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm just putting pieces together there. No one told me that officially, but yeah, that, if I was the other teams, true. I'd be like, yeah, you you, you can't come back. You, you got to go. <laughs> you got to have someone else to have an opportunity. Well, and, this and thing. also from an Altamont standpoint, I mean, it's basically the NTC you're, you're already going to see a lot of those teams anyways. Now, you add in Cumberland, who you're already seeing as well, and yeah. you throw in Hillsborough this year. So at least that's a different team that's at the St. Elmo Holiday Tournament. But other than that, it's just the entire NTC. You're already seeing all those teams, so yeah, there's no benefit about, in it. Exactly. It's just some somebody different. It's games to have games at that point. Right. Exactly. And uh, so uh, other action from uh, boys basketball from last night. A couple of games here on uh, Wednesday as uh, it was Lawrenceville over Vincennes River at 87 to 234. And it was Tuscola winning by 20 over Sarah Gordo 61 to 41. And uh, the uh, St. Elmo Holiday Tournament it continues uh, tonight. We got Mulberry Grove against uh, CHBC. And uh, then in the second game of the night, it's Hillsborough against uh, St. Elmo Brownstown yep. there. And uh, that, I believe, is to uh, see who's going to the yes, third place in the championship. Yep, yep. The St. Elmo Brownstown is the uh, mm-hmm. winner's side of the bracket. And it always seems like St. Elmo Brownstown is in the championship game at this tournament. Every year it feels of like it. You know. 
Of course, they're on holiday tournament. They play. They play well there. Yeah, they should. They should. Uh, the Conrad Allen uh, tournament, uh, the uh, consolation bracket. Uh, there sees uh, Grayville against Weber Township, and also a Sandoval in uh, uh, South Central squaring off. Uh, the uh, fifth place uh, bracket, we got Hamilton County versus Hamilton County JV. Excuse me, against Catlin County. Uh, there we also got uh, Charleston hosting FEM and a uh, Taylorville at Mattoon. So a little. A Apollo action for you on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we also have some girls basketball games, of course. So we got uh, Dietrich going into uh, Cumberland, a Red Hill hosting North Clay. We got a Newton scoring off against Topolis. Winds Two Straws hosting Nokomis. Marshall at South Vermilion. Arcola against Tuscola in the uh, Cola Wars this evening in girls basketball. Uh, Martinsville against uh, KZ. It's Robinson hosting Oblong Powhut. Flora is hosting El Dorado. Lawrenceville at Carmine White County. Only at Fairfield. Paris and uh, Tri County. That's a, a good one. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're in uh, Tri County uh, this evening. And we got the uh, crosstown rivalry tonight with uh, St. Anthony and FEM. And that'll be at FEM's place uh, there. And we also have another one in the NTC tonight as well over on our sister station, Jack FM. It's Altamonte versus a CHBC action. We'll get underway 7 o'clock approximately after the uh, junior varsity uh, contest. And this one will be uh, fun. This will be a good one over in uh, Cowden tonight. Yeah, and you have to wonder, you know, Cowden here Beach City coming in off a loss to Vandalia mm-hmm. um, on, on Tuesday night, yeah. which kind of surprised me a little bit. Um, but you have to wonder how how uh, ready for a win Count Herrick Beecher City will be, and Altamont, you know, coming in off a big win as well that they had on Monday mm-hmm. night in a game that they didn't play well that first half, you know, trailed most of it. Uh, yeah. Can't you know? Can they work out the kinks that they had against that North Clay team, and uh, you know, get ready for Count Herrick Beecher City? It should be a good one. <laughs> Right, yeah, and of course uh, the uh, scoring a matchup there of Nelson against uh, Crazy Hecker for yep. uh, CHBC. Uh, there she's going to uh, Parkland uh, next year. Is Gracie uh, there? So I'll be uh, looking forward uh, to uh, that matchup. And you know, uh, yeah, Rodman, yeah, Peyton Osteen yep. uh, there, and a few other players as well. And it'll be uh, happening uh, tonight over in uh, Cowden, and uh, also over on uh, Jack FM as well. Uh, junior high girls basketball, we got the uh, state tournament going on up there in uh, Clinton at the uh, junior high there. The state championship will be decided against Sigal St. Michael against Lincoln Way East there in uh, 1A and in uh, 2A out of Vanna High School, we got a Brownstown St. Elmo taking on a Nokomis and we got the uh, state championship game. It's Mount Sterling Brown County against Paris Crestwood this evening there in Havana at the 2A level. Good luck there. to both those teams. Or actually Absolutely. all three of those area teams in Sigal St. Michael, Brownstown, St. Elmo, and Paris Crestwood. Absolutely. And we'll take a look at what happens in those games tomorrow. And we'll have uh... – uh, No, we won't. Oh, that's right. We don't because... have – I mean, we may, we may do a pod. But yeah, we won't be right. we won't be here on ninety eight nine the game because we got the Bahamas Bowl taking that's place right. yeah. uh, tomorrow. So yeah, M- missing a day, skipping a day has uh, kind of got everything. That's okay. Uh, thrown I, off. I understand you. I understand there. you. So <laughs> yeah, yeah so. That, that will be. Uh, well, we may do a pod tomorrow, but we will not be live right here on ninety nine the game because we got the Bahamas Bowl taking place. So, that's right. Uh, 
A little programming note there. So I guess we, we have to do Pick'em today, don't we? For we have to do some goal. of them. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll uh, discuss that, that, and we'll get into uh, Pick'em uh, in the uh, pod. Uh, but coming up next, we'll take a look at uh, the NFL and where we stand with the uh, playoff race as we uh, go along here, kicking off week number 15 with a, a pretty decent matchup uh, this evening. And we'll take a look at that coming up next here on the Star Lineup. From the 98.9 The Game Studios, the starting lineup. We'll be right back. This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires, taking lives, and destroying all that a family owns. These tragedies remind us to double check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. I saw a magic show last night. Really? Picture a private theater. Then the lights come up. Bam! Wow! Then the music and the special effects. And the magician? Illusionist, Sheila. Illusionist. He was awesome. And I'm like, no way! And how'd he do that? I didn't know you went to Vegas. Vegas? Uh, This show was right here in town. This was better than Vegas. The Amazing Martin with Worth Computer Repair. He can do things with your computer that would even amaze a magician. Contact Worth Computer Repair today at 618-292-1002. The holidays are upon us, and at Eubinger's Furniture Company, we have something for almost everyone on your list. If you're not sure what to get them, we offer gift certificates in all denominations. Plus, to make it easier on your pocketbook, Eubinger's is offering up to two years free financing. See store for details. But hurry in if you want it delivered before Christmas. We will close at 1 on Christmas Eve and be closed Christmas Day. So hurry out to the Christmas sale only at Eubinger's Furniture Company where the deals are worth a drive. Highway 50 East Florida. Do you have three ex-wives and your current trophy wife wants a life insurance policy three times the size of the policies you had to purchase for your previous mistakes? If so, you need to call Big Lou at Term Provider, 800-511-3535. Big Lou is intimately familiar with your problems, and if you're 50 or 60 years old and in reasonably good health, a $1 million policy should only cost about $100 to $200 per month. Big Lou may have a solution for your previous policies as well. You may even save enough money to lighten the load on your new $1 million policy. Remember, call Big Lou. He's like you, except he's only on number two. Call Term Provider, 800-511-3535. That's 800-511-3535. For a million dollars in term life insurance that you can live with, call Big Lou at 800-511-3535. And now, now here's the thing. I was just looking at ESPN. They have their team stats, and I almost choked on the water I hadn't drank yet because it says for the Saints, they've given up nine points per game. That's it. The starting lineup. That is not right. It's just the playoffs. No. It's, it's cumulative of the season, I believe. Well, maybe not. It's just the playoffs. No, because they give up. Okay. It is. You're right. Okay, never mind. Don't listen to me. I'll be sitting over here being quiet. On 98.9 The Game.
Eric Fry Sports Center update. The Blues open up a five-game road trip with a contest against the Edmonton Oilers at Rogers Place tonight. Blues are coming off a 1-0 overtime win over the Nashville Predators on Monday, which was the 100th victory by goaltender Jordan Bingington. St. Louis is tied with Nashville for fifth place in the Central Division with 27 points and a 13-15-1 record. The Cardinals may be getting priced out of the Carlos Rondon sweepstakes. The Athletic is reporting that while the Cardinals remain interested in the free agent starting pitcher, Rondon's current asking price is much higher than what St. Louis is willing to pay. Rondon is reportedly seeking a seven-year contract worth around $200 million, but St. Louis will likely only sign him if those figures drop significantly. The Twins, Yankees, and Giants are also in the running for Rondon's services. The Bulls overcame a 14-point deficit in regulation only to lose to the Knicks 128-120 in overtime. DeMar Rosen laid in the game-tying bucket with under 30 seconds left in regulation to send the contest to an extra frame. However, with the game tied at 119, the Bulls gave up a 9-0 run to seal their fate. DeRozan had 32 points in the losing effort. Levine scored 25. The Bulls dropped to 11-16. The Bulls host the Knicks again tomorrow night. In other Bulls news, ESPN is reporting that there is no guarantees that Lonzo Ball returns from his knee injury this season. Chicago Blackhawks look to end their four-game losing streak when they host the Vegas Golden Knights at the United Center tonight. The Blackhawks coming off a 7-3 loss to the Washington Capitals on Tuesday, their 12th loss in their last 13 games. Welcome back in to the starting lineup here on a 98.9. It's Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry doing the Sports Center hit. Can I officially say that it is a very hard time to be a Chicago sports fan? It really is. Bulls stink, Blackhawks stink, Cubs stink, Bears stink, White Sox aren't doing anything. Wow. It's a horrible time to be a Chicago sports what fan a right now. sports town. Oh. It's hopping right now. Oh. Chicago, what happened? It's only good when you have all the teams if they're one or two is decent. I know, yeah. The only thing we have to look forward to is Justin Fields every week. That's it. Yeah. That's not even the Bears. That's just him. Right, yeah. We'll see what he does against the Eagles on oh. uh, Sunday. And you can hear it right here on 98.9 The Game. Eagles nine-point favorites right now. <laughs> A <laughs> uh, good one coming up on uh, week number 15 uh, tonight as hopefully uh, some uh, of you out there are starting your fantasy playoffs this week as well. And uh, we got the uh, 49ers and uh, Seahawks this evening. Uh, 49ers currently favored uh, by uh, three points there. And this is the matchup that we expected to right. uh, have with, uh, with the 49ers and Seahawks. Got Geno Smith squaring off against Brock Purdy. For the division... So. Uh... Kind of right. division it's lead. A big, yeah. It's a big game in the NFC West for sure. And uh, so uh, 49ers looking for their 10th win on the road uh, tonight. And uh, Pete Carroll in his career with the Seahawks is pretty good. 10-2 and two on Thursday night football uh, there. And uh, we'll see if uh, Seattle is rocking like they uh, normally are. And uh, they usually are for big games. And this is a big one uh, for them in Seattle this evening against the Niners. It sure is. And, yeah, like you said, that should be um, a good one tonight. What happened with uh, Debo? Uh, his injury wasn't super significant, was it not? It was a twisted ankle, something, a high ankle sprain, I believe, if right. I remember correctly. Yeah, so I think it was as uh, serious as what it could have been. So. Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. Right, so uh, that's at least uh, good uh, for uh, them. I thought yep. uh, 
uh, Purdy was going through some injuries as well. But I think he might be uh, good to go. Uh, this was a rematch in week number two, early part of the season, where obviously the Niners are a different team offensively, at least. Uh, they won that one 27-2-7, did as San Francisco. Uh, so uh, they could uh, pretty much uh, take a stranglehold there of the uh, NFC mm-hmm. West if they win this. Uh, Seattle still in the bottom there in the NFC, uh, fighting for a playoff spot uh, there. Currently a seven and a six on the outside, looking in as the Giants currently hold the seventh spot there at seven five and one, and like we said, that one loss is keeping the Giants afloat there with the tie. Oh, it is absolutely, and those two teams square off Sunday night. They do. Yep, That's they have a point four percent chance of tying again. So <laughs> oh man, that'd really throw a wrench into things, wouldn't it? Gosh, wouldn't that be something? Oh, another it's tie. not unprecedented. It's happened before. I was going to we'll talk about it, it in the pod. Yeah, I was going to say, did it ever happen? It has happened twice. Before. Yeah, oh, it's crazy. So, of course, uh, the Lions there at a six and seven, still hanging on to the possibility of the playoffs, playing really well right now. Uh, the Commanders and Giants both there at six and seven uh, for the playoff races. You'd see mm-hmm. at least uh, both teams seven, five, and one. Uh, Cowboys there at five, ten, and three. The uh, best uh, without winning or they winning the division. No, no it's the Eagles. Yeah, Eagles. that's right. That's right. I I, I kind of hope Travis that the Forty ers go on to have a good rest of the season, make the playoffs. Yeah, because then what do you do? In that quarterback room. Right. Exactly. You'll have Jimmy G, you have Purdy, who led you to the playoffs, and you have Trey Lance. What do you do? Mm-hmm. And you also have the possibility of dangling out there. You have Tom Brady. Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. What, what do, do you, you do? What do you think, a Purdy for Rodgers trade? <laughs> there because you go. we saw – I don't know if – I forget where I saw this at. I think I saw it on ESPN, but I can't find it right now. Jordan Love mm-hmm. came out and said he wants to be traded. Really? He does mm. not want to be with the Packers in 2023. Mm. So, so the Packers may be without a quarterback. Yeah, because Aaron Rodgers has already said he's not coming back. Mm-hmm. And Jordan Love's like, I really don't want to be here. Oh, man, and that looks even worse now. Yep. The Packers trade away Love. Yep. Uh, you ruin your relationship with your franchise quarterback. And oh, yeah, because I'm sure Aaron Rodgers would stay yeah. if Jordan Love wasn't there. Yeah, the damage has already been done. Yep. <laughs> uh, the Bucks there, they still are 6-7, and seven, but they are leading the uh, NFC uh, South uh, there. And the Niners there, uh, the three-spot Vikings at two a seed right now in the Eagles. Uh, first team to a clinch a playoff spot. And they're the number one team sitting on top of the NFC right now, 12-1. and one. It was Yahoo as well as uh, other outlets reporting that Jordan Love may request a trade. That's according to a Packers insider. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. So it's but, not – he hasn't officially asked for a trade, but right. he may request it's a trade. a rumor in innuendo. Yes, it is. Let it swirl. Whispers are getting louder. Yeah. And uh, where they're – could be smoke there could be fire there. absolutely over on the uh, afc side uh, the jets and chargers both at seven and six on the outside uh looking in as the uh, patriots of course they're at a seven also with a seven and six record but uh they are hold the tiebreakers over the chargers and the jets why they would be in right now uh dolphins is sitting there at eight and five so currently the sixth spot the Bengals there at a five then you got the uh 
uh, current uh, division leader for the AFC South with the Titans at seven and six, uh, Ravens and nine and four with their questionable quarterback uh, situation, the health of Lamar Jackson and Huntley as well. They're still the number three seed though, and uh, they can pick up win number ten this weekend. Uh, we also got the Chiefs at number two at ten and three, and because of a tire head-to-head tiebreaker, the Bills are the number one seed right now as they are also at ten and three. Uh, there in the AFC, so uh, we'll uh, explore more of the uh, matchups uh, tomorrow, but uh, we'll see how that NFC West uh, yeah. big game there tonight uh, shakes out. And we, we may talk more about this Jordan Love thing in the podcast, because I'm doing some more looking into it, and I find it intriguing. Intriguing. Yes. All right. So uh, we'll explore more of that uh, coming up. And also to uh, close out of the show, let's explore some other national sports, what happened in the NBA and a little bit of the NHL as well. We'll be right back to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. Sean Fitzgerald here, RPM Truck Repair in Effingham. Interesting phone call. Santa called. Boys, my sleigh don't run. So all the techs at RPM got together, got Sandy turbocharged, dieselfied, injectified, and boy, he can fly and blow smoke. Now all the little kids can get all the presents for Christmas. From all the staff at RPM Truck Repair, we'd like to wish you a very Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Just remember, if it runs on diesel, we'll fix it. 217-347-7764. Check us out on the web, rpmtruckrepair.com. And now, the starting lineup. It is disrespectful to have the softball national championship at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. What is that? On 98.9 The Game. Back in here to the uh, starting lineup, 98.9 at the uh, game. We're only here on a 98.9 Rivers Day, a smidge a bit longer. And uh, let's take a look at some NBA and NHL action uh, from uh, last night. Uh, last night in uh, the NBA, I already mentioned that the uh, Bulls uh, fell last night to the Knicks. A 9-0 run there in overtime. Yeah, not good. Got them 120. And in the words of Stephen A. Smith, the Bears are tr- or the Bulls are trash, Travis. Bulls are trash. Trash. Yeah, well, they are. It's not the Knicks. They lost to the Knicks. Yeah, that's true. Uh, Pacers did beat the uh, Warriors, one twenty-five to a one nineteen. The Pacers are actually uh, pretty good against uh, Steph Curry and uh, his uh, unit there. He had thirty-eight points. He also uh, left this game with a shoulder injury as well. Uh, the uh, Pistons won an overtime high-scoring affair with the Hornets, 141 to 134 in OT last night. Everyone was putting up the points last night. Uh, the Magic over the Hawks, and this one didn't even go to OT. It's 135 to 124. Uh, the Heat over the Thunder, 110 to 108. Tyler Hero was the hero. 4.9 seconds like left. That. Game winner. Uh, the Trailblazers, 128 to 112 over the Spurs. Uh, Cavs over the Mavs, 105 to 90. Nuggets, 141, 128 over the uh, Wizards. And then you got the Clippers, didn't even put up 100 in a win. 99 to 88 was the final there over the Timberwolves. Clippers getting the win. So that's funny, right? 
the Clippers getting the win, but mm-hmm. they were the only team that didn't put up over 100. Yep. High-scoring affairs last night, left and right, all over the place in the NBA last night. Uh, what's happening tonight? Well, a couple games on NBA TV, a Bucks and a Grizzlies. Bucks picked up win number 20 the other day, and the uh, Suns scoring off against the uh, Clippers as well. You also got Pelicans, Jazz, and Heat and Rockets as well. What happened in the NHL last night? Uh, Senators over the Canadians, 3-2. Uh, to two. The Wild over the Red Wings of 4-2-1. Ryan Reeves laying down to the hammer. I saw that hit last night that I couldn't tell who I forgot who was on by the Red Wings. But, man, it was uh, borderline. Was it borderline dirty? Was it borderline uh, excessive? I don't know. But uh, it was a big hit last night with uh, former Blue Ryan Reeves, journeyman of the NHL as well. Spent a cup of coffee with He's been with Vegas, been with the Stars, now with the Wild there. A few more teams thrown in there as well. The Rangers, I think, as well. Just Mm -hmm. a guy that just hops around all over the place. Kind of a goon there, if you will. Uh, the uh, Canucks over the uh, Flames of 4-3 to three in a uh, shootout uh, there. And uh, as I uh, told you uh, before the show, but uh, I should have told people yesterday to uh, put some um, – or the other day put some entertainment on Ovi as he was only a hat trick away from 800. And uh, this game was on ESPN and uh, he did it yeah, the other day yep. as uh, he got number 800 there with a hat trick against the Blackhawks Do seven to three. Does he, does he tie how tonight? He could possibly he needs one. He does need one. He uh, now stands alone. He was already alone, but uh, he's the only the third player in NHL history with 800 goals. Of course, uh, trailing uh, Gordie Howe by one goal. He has 801. <laughs> it's uh, funny to me uh, with that one one extra goal. And then, of course, Gretzky, 94 goals. Ovechkin trails the great one, uh, at least tying the the record for most goals in uh, in NHL history uh, there. He could pick up a goal tonight. I, I think he could. Back in Washington, playing. he wants he wants to do something special for those fans. So I think, right. I think for sure. Right. So uh, look out uh, for uh, that one. Who are they playing tonight? They're playing the Stars this evening. So uh, yeah, maybe if you want to have a little entertainment on that, go ahead and do that for you. Uh, other games going on on the ice this evening. We have the Kings against the Bruins. Uh, Eric's Kraken against the Hurricanes. A good matchup there, cross mm-hmm. conference uh, matchup, uh, cross country matchup as well. Uh, Penguins against the uh, Panthers, uh, Ducks and Canadians, Maple Leafs and uh, Rangers, uh, Flyers and uh, Devils. Devils, one of the best records in the East, a uh, twenty-one and a uh, six and two against the uh, Flyers. You got the Blue Jackets against the Lightning, uh, Preds against the Jets, and Knights against the uh, Blackhawks. Sabres Avalanche, and we got uh, the Blues in Canada tonight to take on Edmonton. So we get to see Connor McDavid again there this evening up north. Trying to turn it around. The great wide north. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going there. Try to build some uh, positive momentum I got going on. So. Uh, again, that will uh, do it for us here on uh, the uh, show. Again, uh, Noah's show uh, tomorrow on uh, the uh, terrestrial uh, ESPN radio airwaves because we got the uh, Bahamas Bowl uh, coming up and also uh, coming up in the uh, pod today. Uh, we got uh, some uh, 
pick em action that we're going to do since uh, it's underway just one, on yeah, just, just one, one game? One right, game. Yeah, we'll do just, the rest tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we'll have some sort of podcast uh, tomorrow since we won't be on a live show uh, from 11 to noon. Um, and also uh, in uh, the NCAA, there was also uh, some uh, news uh, that a couple of hits uh, there. The move is official for UCLA. They're coming to uh, the mm-hmm. Big Ten. So we'll get into that and we'll see what else that we can uh, talk about coming up in the uh, pod. And and uh, catch us over there and catch us there tomorrow as well. But coming up next here on ESPN Radio is Bart and Han. Enjoy. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome back and welcome to Overtime here of the starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still here with you. And uh, coming up here in uh, the uh, pod, we got this date in uh, sports history, one game of uh, Pick'em. And we also got a little NCAA, a couple of news happenings uh, there. Uh, first, before we get to any of that, is there anything on SportsCenter that you wanted to hit up on? Yeah, the Fighting Illini are bringing in a transfer tight end for next season. Colorado State redshirt freshman Tanner Arkin announced yesterday that he will join the Illini in 2023. Arkin has excuse me, three years of eligibility remaining Caught 14 passes for 116 yards with Colorado State in 2022. As we mentioned, a big-name big pitcher is joining the Dodgers. Noah Syndergaard is reportedly signing a one-year deal with the NL West Ball Club. 30-year-old started last season with the Angels before a trade sent him to the Phillies. He threw 134-plus innings and had a 394 ERA to go with 95 strikeouts. Last year was his first season back from Tommy John surgery, which he underwent in 2020. Syndergaard will join a rotation in L.A. that already features Clayton Kershaw, uh, Julio Urias, and Tony Goslin. Right, yeah, that's some pretty uh, solid move for yep. the Dodgers uh, on a one-year deal. He was pretty decent. He was in that one. He had that yep. one great game in the World Series, yep. I think, pitching-wise. Yep. So, uh, the Warriors are hoping they aren't about to lose their best player. Steph Curry was ruled out of Golden State's loss to the Indiana Pacers because of a left shoulder injury. Curry sustained the injury after attempting to strip Indiana's Jalen Smith of the ball as Smith drove to the hoop. 34-year-old immediately grabbed his left shoulder and continued to hold it as he ran down the court. Head coach Steve Kerr said after the game that Curry will get an MRI today. A four-star quarterback prospect is changing his commitment to Ohio State. Lincoln Klenholtz flipped his commitment to the Buckeyes after originally pledging to join Washington last spring. Four-star prospect is rated by 24-7 Sports as the 13th-ranked quarterback in the country. Ken Holtz becomes the 20th commitment to Ohio State for the 2023 uh, class. The fourth-ranked Buckeyes take on number one Georgia in the college football playoff semifinal at the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl December 31st. And finally, France is headed to the World Cup final after its 2-0 win over Morocco uh, in Wednesday in Qatar. The European country won the last World Cup tournament in 2018 and becomes the first defending champion to reach the successive finals since 2002. They'll face off against Argentina on Sunday. Morocco will battle Croatia in the third-place game on Saturday. Travis, who you got? World Cup finals, France or Argentina? Uh, we'll go uh, with uh, Messi yes. and Argentina. Storybook ending. Mm-hmm. Storybook ending for Messi. And that is your sports center. 
That is your sports center. All right. Uh, so a couple of news and notes from the uh, NCAA. I saw that they have a, a new president of the NCAA yep. coming up in uh, March as uh, Mark Emmert is uh, going to be uh, leaving. And the governor of Massachusetts, Charlie, not Brown, but Charlie Baker is going to be the next president of the NCAA, and he's been the governor of Massachusetts since January of 2015, but he'll conclude his second term in January, and he'll begin his new post on March 1st as NCAA president there. And apparently he's also played a little basketball as well. Wow. Yeah, didn't know that. I didn't either. Let's see. I thought I read that. Yeah, he played for Harvard's Harvard's basketball team during the 78-78 season there. And he has no previous collegiate administrative experience, though. Well, that's what you want from your new head of the NCAA, <laughs> which is an organization that is very well ran, so it's I'm sure it'll be fine. Isn't that just that's just normal? Yeah. Right. So um and uh let's see before we get to the ucla news that also it uh, looks like uh drew Brees is yeah. gonna be an assistant coach there for purdue for the citrus bowl travis i don't know why but i love this <laughs> i love this yeah ryan walters was a fan of it too right. so yeah he was introduced the other day he was as, yeah uh, purdue's and head coach drew Brees has been talking to him about about this so mm-hmm. uh I, I like it. I hope he does well. New career path for Drew Brees because commentary is not working out. So. Yeah, commentary didn't exactly uh, work out, so he's got to do uh, do something to make some uh, money in retirement. Yep. There, so but he's going to be uh, an assistant there for the uh, Citrus Bowl, and uh, of course, uh, believe right after it became not too long after it became official, obviously uh, Walters won't be with uh, Illinois for the uh, bowl game. Uh, calling defensive plays uh, there. He's on, onward and upward to uh, the uh, Purdue job there. So, uh, And then uh, speaking of uh, Illinois, well, they play in the Big Ten, and, well, it became official as UCLA's move to the Big Ten has been approved by uh, uh, the state of California and the University of California in particular. That's what they were awaiting approval of and kind of splitting away and going to the Big Ten. So uh, it's been approved by an 11-2-5 vote by the University of California board. And uh, so it's going to be official. UCLA moving to the Big Ten starting in 2024. But it's also coming with some uh, conditions, yes, if you will, uh, depending on how the Pac-12 uh, new media rights uh, deal, uh, UCLA would have to play uh, the University of California, Berkeley, in the range of $2 million to $10 million once that Pac-12 media deal is secured. Hmm. Uh, and that's quite the gap. Either $2 million or could possibly be anywhere in the range of 2 to $10 million. Hmm. <laughs> So, uh, But... It's going to happen. You know, there was kind of a little bit of a hang-up, particularly uh, UCLA. But now, 11-5 vote. They're coming to the Big Ten, 2024. Hmm. And also, they're also going to get some uh, uh, support. UCLA, I think it's UC Berkeley uh, there. They also will be getting uh, some subsidiaries to enhance student-athlete support 
on a campus, and also uh, they're going to help. Uh, I think they're going to help uh, UCLA with the uh, move of the stuff for the athletes and like nutrition and uh, whatnot um, to in improve the student athlete experience as a part of the move. There's the language that they used there. So uh, there you go. UCLA gonna be uh, gonna be coming. All right. Uh, I only had one thing standing in the way, and now nothing yep. is standing in the way there. Uh, before we move on from the college football, Travis, it was also announced, as you mentioned Purdue earlier, that four of their players will not be taking part in the Citrus Bowl, including Aiden O'Connell, the quarterback tight end Payne Durham, wide receiver Charlie Jones, and quarterback Corey Trice have all opted out of the Citrus Bowl. Hmm. Opting out. Why even go? <laughs> Yeah, I guess you still got to participate. I, I hate this. I hate this. It's making the bowl games not feel as important. Yeah. Yeah, it has become the, the norm of people opting out. But uh, then just don't go to the bowl. I don't know. Still I don't know. Still I guess there's more the than invite. four people on the – on the team, but when you're starting quarterback, your top tight end, one of your wide receivers, and one of your top quarter cornerbacks mm-hmm. aren't playing, there's really probably no point in going. Plus, you don't have a head coach. Right. So, again, we talked about Illinois. If you're looking for entertainment, Purdue entertainment, go against Purdue <laughs> against LSU. Right. Yeah, especially without a with our backup quarterback. Backup quarterback and Payne Durham was one of their top tight ends. Oh, yeah. And Charlie Jones stole, was their return guy. That guy's stolen my nightmares catching passes and catching touchdown passes right in front of me at the Purdue game. You know what? He year. should have to. Here we go, Travis. If you opt out of a bowl game, then anything you've done that season is null and void. Oh, so, in good. that instance, Illinois should have played Michigan because all of his touchdowns are null and void. There you go. Therefore, Illinois plays Michigan. Since Michigan didn't play Illinois, they forfeit. Therefore, Illinois Big Ten champs. There you go. Any way we can make it happen. Let's celebrate. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's I will gladly celebrate that. <laughs> so, all right. You want to do pick them, or do you want to do a little little bit of the Jordan Love? Well, that's right. You still have yeah, I, stuff to basically, do. Basically, so uh, Jordan Love is expected to ask for a trade. If, if Aaron Rodgers returns next season to the Packers. Oh, okay. Now, everyone all of a sudden, reports are saying that Aaron Rodgers, who has three years left on his deal that he signed back in March, is highly unlikely that he walks away from the team and that most believe he will return for the Packers come next season. Mm. When did that change? Right. Last I knew, he... I don't... Last time I knew he could, he had the option to leave. Even though, yes, he did have that three years, but basically he could. I thought that like, it was agreed out. upon that he was going to leave at the end of the season. Yeah, I thought so That's too. what I thought. But now everyone's saying, oh, no, more than likely he's coming back. So if I'm Jordan Love, yeah, I want to get traded. If Aaron Rodgers comes back, I'm a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. How many first-round picks sit for three years? Right. Yeah, Aaron not Rogers. a lot. Yeah, I, I don't know how long. <laughs> this isn't the first time this has happened in Green Bay. No. Yeah. So I, I'm not shocked by this, but Jordan Love is actually the first one to kind of go, you know, I, I want to get traded. I mean, is that what we're seeing? Are we seeing the Brett Favre-Aaron Rodgers thing in reverse now? 
where Aaron Rodgers is playing the role of Brett Favre and Jordan Love is playing the role of Aaron Rodgers, wanting the veteran to get out of here. I think I can do this kind of thing. So in all intents and purposes, Travis, uh, the New York Jets, who are going to be looking for a quarterback, are going to get Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> it's all going to replay. Uh, and then gonna... a year later, after he gets in trouble in New York, Aaron Rodgers does, then he will be with the Vikings Yeah. and have his career end. Oh man, I yeah, I don't think Rogers would do that. Go to go to New York. He doesn't want to deal with that. Media no, he's a West Coast kid. Day. He wants to go out the West Coast. If anything, yeah, there's no way. There's no way he would survive New York media. I mean, the only one that he wants to talk to now is Pat McAfee. That's right. And that's because they're and he's buddies. coming to the Colts, Travis. They need a quarterback. They do. I'm sure the Jim Mersey loves that he talks to Pat McAfee. <laughs> they could have an inch in studio interview instead of on Zoom hey, every Tuesday. Could you imagine the team with Pat McAfee as your special teams coach, Jeff Saturday as the head coach? We'll bring in uh, um, Aaron. Uh, we'll bring in Peyton Manning to be the OC, yeah, and might as well. uh, Aaron I mean, Rodgers isn't is Reggie Wayne on the staff already? Yeah, Reggie Wayne's already there. <laughs> he already can be your there. wide receiver, and um, gosh trying to think defensively Dwight Freeney there you go Dwight Freeney is your defensive coordinator gosh all these former I love it let's do it with Aaron Rodgers as the quarterback yeah yeah there you go maybe see what Marvin Harrison is up to he can be a special assistant to the offensive uh side of the ball yeah I don't know what I don't know what Marvin Harrison is doing but I know that his son was playing at Ohio State this year yep that's true there's the receiving core there for the Buckeyes, and they got some significant playing time mm-hmm. uh, this year. But all right, you want to do pick 'em before we move yeah. on from? Yeah, let's do pick 'em. We'll do pick 'em, and then we'll do day in sports history, right? Yeah, so I got to get to this day in yes, sports history. It's apparently something that I reference a lot. So yes, <laughs> we'll do that. <laughs> Again, just one one game to pick. I, I know. You're just looking for an excuse to play but the music. But i got to play the music just to do it. All right. The Bahamas Bowl, which we will be airing at 10 a.m. tomorrow over on 98.9 The Game. It will be oh. UAB taking on Miami of Ohio. Both these teams are 6-6. Six and six. UAB, Travis, minus 11. Who you got? Ooh. You know, I'm really up on uh, my Blazers I football. know you are. You know a lot about the Blazers. <laughs> 11-point favorite seems to be a little much. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I know that Miami, Ohio, they would they really enjoy playing here with the warmer weather. Right. They would, they've, they've been in bowl games before. I mean, I'm sure they played in Ford Field, and so they haven't had to deal with the elements there, but I'm sure they love the elements there in Bahamas. Uh, so Who wouldn't? Oh, yeah. I mean, well, it, I think it is an indoor stadium. I don't know. I, I've noticed in years past that it was uh, outdoor, maybe but maybe, maybe not. not. Maybe it could be different. I don't know. But I think that uh, with what I know about the uh, Blazers football team, mm-hmm. I think 11 points is too much. So I'm going to go Miami of Ohio plus 11. Go Miami, Ohio plus 11. All right. Well, I'm going to take you way back, Travis. When I was in junior high, way back. When I was in junior high, we uh, had this project one time where everyone got assigned a team in the NCAA basketball tournament to do research on and to do some investigative work on, and they were our team that we would kind of root for through the tournament. 
and I randomly got picked UAB. So ever since then, I've always had uh, affection for UAB. So because of that, I'm picking UAB. UAB. That's the only reason I got. All right. But hey, I'll tell you this much, Good enough Travis, reason for me. Even though, even though we are not airing it, that second game tomorrow, that could be a good one. UTSA and, and Troy, Troy. Number 24 and number 25. Hmm. Yeah, I mean, and the spread, only one and a half. So. Over under 55 and a half. So Ooh. they're expecting a lot so, of offense. Yeah, that could be a good one there in the Duluth Trading Cure Bowl. Yes. In Orlando. I like it. Duluth Trading. Yep. So, yep. There you go. That's our pick'em. Yep. And we'll talk more bowls tomorrow. We won't have any that we'll broadcast on Saturday, but we'll we'll look into the bowl schedule. Yeah, we'll we'll look into it for the weekend for Including sure. Including we're gonna have the Wasabi Fenway Bowl, Travis. I know. Yeah, a football game. A football game there. It in looks Fenway. so tight. I saw a picture it of it. It looks so tight. I haven't seen. I haven't seen the actual like pictures or anything, but I saw like the renderings, uh, whatever. But yeah, it, it did. It did look like that from the at least the the drawings of it. So, and then man, Fenway's having a busy couple of uh, weeks here as we got the this bowl game, and then in a couple weeks they got the Winter Classic. Yeah, as well. I think it's the Bruins and Penguins staying busy. Yeah, it's like it's supposed to slow down here. Like we got a call. They were called into work on December seventeenth. Like all the concession people. What is this? What is going on? I did not want to bundle up and uh, sell cotton candy. It looks nice, though, but, yeah, it does look tight. It looks tight. (laughs) And if I'm coming to the game, why am I buying tickets? I am so far away from the field. Yeah, that's true. I guess just for the whole experience to see football in Fenway. I want to know if they are selling tickets on top of the monster. Would you sit on top of the monster to see a football game? Totally. Yeah. It would be awesome up there. Yep. I want to sit in the. I want to sit in the seats in general, but um, I totally do it for a football game. Yeah, hundred percent. Would you count that if you were going to? Uh, <laughs> would you count that as I've been to Fenway Park if you went and saw a football game there? Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> I would count it. I just want to make sure. All right. That's it for our pick'em. That's it. That's all that we got for pick'em for today. We'll have more tomorrow. Sure. So let's, you want to go to yeah. sports history and we'll wrap this thing up? This date in the sports history. All right. Let's do it. We're going to start with the most recent and work our way backwards. Because mm-hmm. it's the oldest thing, Travis, that you referenced. Okay. So back on this day in 2002, Indianapolis wide receiver Marvin Harrison, who we just talked about, catched nine passes for 172 yards and two touchdowns to break Herman Moore's single-season reception record of 123. Harrison finishes the year with 143 catches, a record that was broken by Michael Thomas in 2019 when Thomas had 149 receptions. On this day back in 1995, Duran Quaint. Who's that, you ask? Yeah, who? He's a 19-year-old rookie defenseman who tied one of the NHL's oldest record when he scored two goals in four seconds to help the Winnipeg Jets defeat the visiting Edmonton Oilers 9-4. Quint scores at 7.51 and 7.55 of the second period to match a mark set by Nels Stewart of the Montreal Maroons back in 1931, Travis. Wow. Two goals in four seconds is very impressive. (laughs) Yeah. It's very impressive. That's quick on the draw. Considering it's... The second period, those aren't empty netters. No. I'm like, maybe you could do it in an empty netter. Sure. But that's not an empty netter. <laughs> no. So. Well, that's and nuts. finally, on this day back in 1968, Travis, 
Uh-huh. Eagles fans threw snowballs at Santa. Yeah. I you do. reference it? Anytime we talk about Philly sports, that's the first thing you go to is that they, they threw snowballs at Santa, and they did it today back in 1968. They did. Shame on you. Shame on you, Philly. Shame. I hope every single one of you got coal in your stockings <laughs> that year and every year since. Every year since. I hope Santa never forgot that because I haven't. Speaking of which, have you watched the new uh, Santa Claus series on Disney Plus? No, is that the with Tim uh, Allen? Tim Allen. Yeah. No. Okay, don't waste your time. Yeah, I was gonna say leave the memories alone for that. Although I will say this, they actually have original cast members, which one of the things That's I hate about plus. remakes and anything like that. They have his wife as the original cast member. Tim Allen, of course, is back. Of course. His son Charlie is there. Charlie for an yeah. episode. Um, as well as the the head elf yes. um, is there for an episode. So they're not there the whole time, but they're there for an episode and introduces Cal Penn, who is going to be on, on the show as well. So, the who? comedian. Who? I'm going to have to look this up and show you. You'll know him once you see him. Hold on. Is it from uh, the guy from Penn and Teller? No. He's from Harold and Kumar. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I know him now. Yep. Gotcha. So there you go. Yeah, and I also, I'm without, I'm without child, so I don't have Disney Plus. Well, I didn't know if you had ESPN Plus and you got the bundle with Hulu. It would, it would come with it. So ESPN Plus. <laughs> well, you may want to get it, Travis, because that's where you're going to be watching NASCAR races soon. Maybe. Who? Maybe. Maybe. Mm. You missed that conversation. I finally had my NASCAR conversation yesterday without you here. So, All right. And I'll tell you, because I already told the listeners, the SRX mm. is coming to ESPN. Coming to ESPN. Multi-year deal to run on Thursday nights, which is a great deal for them because you're more likely to get some of the known NASCAR and Indy guys to come out on a Thursday as opposed to a Saturday. So for the SRX, right. you're probably going to get some more prolific drivers to come out on a Thursday night to a short track than you would on a Saturday before a race. Hmm. So uh, yeah, I think that true. helps them. And being on ESPN, uh, it it hurts NASCAR, I think, because NASCAR, we talked about the media rights. You probably assumed ESPN was one of those you know, networks that was probably going to be bidding on it. Mm-hmm. Maybe now they don't need it. Right. Or maybe the SRX is a feeler to see, hey, if will people like this? My problem with ESPN and NASCAR has always been you already have – if you're ESPN, you already have Sunday Night Baseball. Mm-hmm. So you're not going to drop that for NASCAR. No. So that's why a lot of people are saying ESPN Plus for their NASCAR, because NASCAR wants to go to streaming. So, mm-hmm. Or at least part of it to streaming. So, Right. Anyways, there you go. That was it. That's all my NASCAR there talk. There you go. All right. So uh, since uh, you uh, referenced that in the, the uh Sports history. Yes. So it's only appropriate that we play us out with little Charlie Brown. I like it a lot. Yeah, so. Christmas time. It's not exactly Charlie Brown. It's called Chunky Brown. I like it, though. With our generic our generic uh, titles for us in our uh, sound system. That'll do it for us here on the uh, program. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, thanks for uh, downloading. And that's how uh, the only way that you can take us uh, tomorrow. Again, a Noah show on uh, the uh, Terrestrial ESPN radio 
We got uh, some uh, Bahamas Bowl action for you, but we still will have a uh, podcast, and uh, so make sure you stay tuned to the feeds for that. So we'll talk to you tomorrow on the pod, and have a great rest of your day. Thank you.